Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings, Grapple fans. Welcome to episode 112 of the Pro Wrestling Index. Wow, 112 episodes down. Still another to go before the end of the year, and we'll get to that a bit later. But tonight's episode is all about TLC, WWE TLC event. And it was a bit of a mixed bag, just as we kind of expected when we previewed it last week. So, without further ado, here he is, my audio tag team partner, Mr. Guy Drinkle. Hello. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mixed bag's probably the right word. I mean, mixed bag, mixed match challenge. Both shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, no, no, I, th- I thought TLC, it, it kind of, it got stronger as it went on, I thought. I mean, the main event was quite special, I thought. There was a couple down points with it, there is with every pay-per-view, isn't there, Andy? But, I mean, there was some very, very high, very high highs and very, <laughs> and the lowest of the lows, but I imagine we'll, that'll be one of the first yeah. matches we talk about. Yeah, it was kind of, it, it was the extremes, it uh, and there's no pun intended there at all, but you know, with the uh, oh, with God. the various gimmicks on on this uh, on this show, no, it was uh, this was um, th- this certainly was going to the extremes, and you had some really you had a couple of excellent matches, some really good stuff, but also some really really bad stuff. But anyway, um, <clears throat> before we we kick off the main show, uh, point to note. On the pre-show, I personally haven't watched it, uh, haven't had time and don't bother watching pre-shows generally anyway. But Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, notably for you, you, Guy, Elias defeating Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Ha-ha! Not the man, the mighty Bobby Lashley in a um, ladder match with a guitar. Um, mm. Yeah, six minutes. So I'm guessing they're uh, pretty close to giving up on this one. Um, it, it, kind of. <laughs> I think it continued on Raw, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, that that match was abysmal. Um, and they they, re- they really need to get Elias away from Bobby Lashley. Yes. Well, at, least, uh, at least he won the match. That's probably all I'll say about it. I mean, he got attacked afterwards, but. I, it is oh good. I mean, the cha- I think they changed the stipulation of the match too. I think it was originally meant to be, you you get the guitar and then you're allowed to use it. But I think they changed mm. it. You just win if you get the guitar. Oh um, right, yeah. So I think they changed that probably rightfully because like if that went on longer than ten minutes, I think people would have just not bothered watching the actual pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> um, Entity Arena. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean that match was abysmal. Glad Elias won the cruiserweight match. It was just what it just what it always is. It's always a great match, but it doesn't get the 
it just doesn't get the audience it deserves, really, um, all no, the interest. Well, that's it. It doesn't connect with an audience because the the audience aren't emotionally invested in it, which is a shame for for the guys involved because mm. they're good. But well, do, you th- do you think it's interesting, Mustafa Ali's? Now, I think he's now a permanent SmackDown. Yeah, that I, I I I noticed that they they mentioned that on uh, SmackDown as well. Yeah, kind of interesting. Maybe other people will do the same. Uh, obviously, they see the talent in him, markability in him. So um, yeah, we'll see how things go for that. On with the on with the uh, the actual main show. Then it kicked off <laughs> in tremendous style. Um, if the crowd weren't down, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about taking an early piss break, folks. Uh, Carmella and r Truth in. We're um, taking on Alicia Fox and Gina Mahal in the final of the mix match challenge that I I can't say properly, and I can't even be asked to say properly. I've got that little interest in it. Um, they added the stipulation that the uh, the winning team each get thirty the entrance thirty enter the Royal Rumble at number thirty. That sounds about right. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, sorry, but. <laughs> They could have said, well, you're guaranteed to be one of the last two, and I still wouldn't care. Oh, my God. Awful. Awful. I, I know there's been a lot of injuries and stuff, and probably been protecting people who actually are important to the company. But how the hell did we get into a situation where these were the two last uh, the, the, the last two teams? It, yeah. <laughs> Everyone just... else had something interesting to do. <laughs> Good God, the Royal Rumble's going to be a mess. I mean, I said to you before we started recording, I mean, someone has to swap with our truth. He can't be number 30 in the Men's Rumble. Well, it's abysmal. Someone has to attack him. They they just give it, number 29 can can throw him out or something. It's, yeah. But I mean, we all know it's going to happen. He's going to enter at number 30, going to do a stupid dance break, or... He's gonna be do something stupid. And he's gonna trade his number for something because yeah. his character yeah. is obviously meant to be a bit thick. Um, a bit metal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, please be the end of mixed match challenge. Or if you do it again, yeah. never, never make it impact WrestleMania uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> no. And the one moment to um, to mention from this match. Uh, I, I said it to you before we started recording. Uh, quite possibly the worst attempt at a bit of chain wrestling that led to the finish between Carmella and Alicia Fox. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. And I had to look it up to double check. Alicia Fox has been with the company for 12 years, but has been on the main roster for 10 years. And the her biggest achievement is still being the worst competitor on the main roster after 10 years. That's quite an achievement, Guy. Hey, she was Diva's champion, I think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's not saying much. So was Santino Morella. Santina. Oh, sorry, Santina. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Um, and we'll leave that. He was probably yeah. He was probably a better wrestler as well. <laughs> yeah, he um, was. Easily. Even even in drag. Um, yeah. Uh, awful. Can we, can we move on from this? <laughs> yes, we can. It was awful. Right. Um, SmackDown Tag Team Championships Triple Threat Tag Match. Uh, the Bar defeated New Day and the Usos to retain the titles. Uh, we were kind of we we were kind of drawn a little. Um, Unsure as, as to where it mm. would go this one, weren't we? Because the, you could see all di- all various possibilities, uh, all the potential outcomes here, which was good. Um, wh- what did you think of the match then? Um, I thought it was I thought it was what we kind of expected. I think we thought it would be a very good match, but the fact that these three teams have been oversaturated and stuff, it didn't really click with me. I think it was a very good Bingo. match, but it just I just you just thought couldn't give a less of a toss who wins this to be honest like i'm glad the bar won because i think that i mean we have, i think we have to link into what happened what's happened on telly and they're trying to rebrand it by introducing some people who've been booked horrendously and we obviously saw sanity in the club um 
actually appear on telly and um i think i think the bar will add a bit more freshness if if they if they're gonna make these new feuds uh, and they seem to have cast the new day aside a bit which i think is the right decision because they, they were the most oversaturated um so yeah i think i think they made the right decision because i think the bar with the two t- other teams i mentioned it'll be something a bit more fresh uh but yeah i mean it, it, as as we said on previous pods the SmackDown Tag Team Division, it's, it's been so reliant on, well, the Bars, it was probably two teams rather than three, I mean, the Bars still relatively new and been poorly booked on SmackDown, so hopefully hopefully this, whatever they call the new, the audience is now the authority or whatever they said. Um, yeah, God, uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. another, uh, whatever era they're yeah, going to call it, yeah. God knows. The, the, uh, it's just corporate speak it. for... We're a it, bit desperate and worried about the ratings plummeting. It might be something to talk about when we get to the uh, Baron Corbin match. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, I thought, I'd, yeah, I think it was good, but a bit pointless. I imagine there's another match we can talk about that, Randy. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That I, I felt the same as you, though, with that tag team title match. It was, it, it was good, but I've seen it so many times, too many times, yeah. that... It, it just it, it needs it desperately needs freshening up. So uh, let let's hope that is exactly what happens because I think all three teams need to go off in new directions now. They really do need to. Yeah. So you mentioned Baron Corbin. Um. We. Oh God, it, it's painful just thinking about this. <laughs> so we we had him come out and uh, he's just such he's just so bland. He. He bores me. He really does bore me. And and this is the thing, you know, he's supposed to get heat. He's getting heat for the wrong reasons. The people are, are finding tedious. You know, his problem, it just is not an interesting character. He really isn't. And it's not worked. And yeah. So we get Braun Strowman come out with his arm in a sling. Uh, and, you know, the big bad monster gets loads of people to do his hard work for him but strangely nobody comes out to help baron corbin mm. not even the guys who have been like around him so yeah what did you make of that um 16 minute uh fiasco oh god sick oh dear i can't uh, believe it was 16 minutes oh god that's horrendous um that stunned me. That <laughs> um, that it was it was absolutely abysmal. Um, I I I didn't even realise Baron Corbin had crossed Apollo Cruz. <laughs> that, that's probably how interested Apollo Cruz has been on TV since he got promoted. Um, yeah. Oh God, it, it just made no sense. Where was Drew McIntyre? Where was um? Oh God, I forgot his name. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. That's how boring he is. <laughs> um, where, where were the tag team champions at the time? The Raw tag team champions, AOP as well. Oh, they're not even the champions. <laughs> well, at the t- they were on Sunday night still. No, no, they lost yeah. it on telly, didn't they? Yeah, <clears> that, that was... Oh God, yeah, that's... Sorry, yeah. yeah. Hey, and Andy has not slept today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept in almost 24 hours, yeah. so there you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Um, it was just painful. Now we're going to get a main. Now with the Royal Rumble's getting a tight. I mean, that, that's the only thing come from it is that the main event of the Rumble's going to be Braun v Brock again, and it's going to be pointless. Um, I don't know. The Royal Rumble's a, a, a fair bit off, but I, I don't think anyone wants to see Brock v Braun again. And even if Braun does win, I don't think it's going to get the moment that it could have been. 18 months ago. Uh, I, I wonder whether things might get shaken up a little bit. Yeah, before. I hope so. I, I wonder. I hope so. I really do. Um, mm. I'm not sure if they could add, could add Seth. I mean, Drew makes sense because he was obviously kind of feuding beforehand, but it looks like he's he's got a... Well, obviously talk about it in his match, but it looks like there's going to be a triple threat feud there in the future, which will be very good at least. Um, hopefully, Maybe the winner of that can get added to the title match, which would be quite good. Um, mm. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's just abysmal that, and I think long term it's going to be abysmal. So, and I mean, you, your thoughts on Baron Corbin there? I mean, how painful was that first segment of Raw when he came out? Crowd didn't like him. I mean, he's in he's in the ring with four of the best people in on the mic in the business. Triple H is great. Vince, <laughs> Vince is just Vince. Shane's 
Shane and Steph, they they do their job. Don't they're, they? Yeah, they're very comfortable yeah. on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah he's been overexposed. You could that, tell you could thing. tell it was pissing Vince off as well. as like, mate, get the fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, it, it they've funny. spent weeks and weeks and weeks making Raw so much about Baron Corbin, uh, and it's not an interesting storyline, and it's not entirely Baron Corbin's fault. It's the creative, you know, who's making yeah. these creative decisions, and there were bad, bad decisions, you know, pushing someone into a prominent position who's really not up to it, <laughs> if yeah. we're really like, honest. It was like, so. he's not clicking as an actual in-ring performer, so we'll see what happens, no. and it's made it worse. <laughs> no, and now now he just, I don't know, he, he, does, he looks kind of odd. I, I know he needed to shave his hair, because you know, it, it, it just nature needed to be doing, done. Nature was doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, nature was kicking his hair's ass, so, yeah, just but he just looks kind of odd, you know, from the guy who was the lone wolf, and mm. you know, his his the the way that character, the way that that was shaped, to suddenly put on a suit and he's always wearing you know waistcoat and shirt and talking in you know business speak. You get the feeling his long term future is to be someone's bodyguard, isn't it? Isn't it? Like he's just. I be- I would. And I would actually go as far as to say, I wouldn't say long-term future. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't link the words long-term future with Baron Corbin. Uh, that's probably a good point. Though. Yeah, he, he just he, he's not the bit whole Bobby, lone wolf to corporate. Lashley. Yeah, yeah, lone wolf to corporate. It doesn't really sort of fit. No one bought it. No one got it. He doesn't suit it. It hasn't worked, and and he's not. He. he he just, you know, it's going to be difficult for him to go anywhere else now. I think he'll be one of those who gets wished the best of luck in his future endeavours. But hey ho! And the Strowman one, as you mentioned, it's it's going to be a difficult one because yeah, if they do the title switch, if they don't change the match around, if they do the title switch, it's not going to be the moment it could have been and should have been when the opportunity was there. And if they don't do the switch, then it's like, there you go. You've just, you've done it again. If they don't do the switch, then basically we'd be looking around and saying, okay, who's getting squashed on the on the roster now to make uh, Braun Strowman look strong again after he's lost to Brock Lesnar for the third time? Yeah, I mean... Oh, God. I think they can, it's obviously an easy fix with a rumble because you can obviously set up your WrestleMania main event in one one second, uh, in one match, I should say. But um, we've seen in the past that Brock's had some great matches at the Royal Rumble. I mean, that triple threat match against uh, it was definitely Rollins. I think it was Cena as well. That that's probably one of his most popular matches since he's came back. Um, so I think that it it I think it's continuing to misuse Brock. But, I mean, he's obviously shouldn't be the champion and stuff like that. But he has been very much misused, um, especially in the later part of his title run. Um, or his universal title runs, probably more so. But, uh, yeah, the, we thought it was fixed, unfortunately, with what happened to Roman. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just not great, is it? But ho- well, no. hopeful. Well, let's get let's get on to the better stuff of the. Yeah, the, the there's show. decisions to be made on that anyway. Yeah. Right, Natalia versus Ruby Riot uh, in a tables <laughs> match. We weren't interested in this. Uh, and Natalia, for all, she's a good performer. She's a good solid wrestler. She's a dull character, unfortunately. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I think she's got a lot to contribute towards the company, towards the business. Uh, probably just not so much on screen. So I don't know about you, guy. I, I thought this match was was fine. It, it was a decent match. It was just uh, and and Natalia looked very strong coming out of it. But and I guess looking when you watch Raw, you know why now. But mm. um, yeah, we just didn't. Re- I wasn't really interested. Same as the tag team match, but on a worse scale. Uh, the match wasn't as good character's not even as interesting um and god if that if the plan is to have natalia versus um ronda ah god you've kind of just buried i know the 
pretty crap anyway and a bit boring. But the 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 Riot Squad are all young people. Ruby Riot's actually quite good. And you've buried them for the sake of your oldest performer that's not well, never been interesting, let's be honest. Um She's serviceable, serviceable is probably harsh, but she's fine in the rig, but nobody cares, it just, I can understand, like, re- um, showing appreciation, obviously, she's gone through a recent hard time, like, her, her husband was retired, unfortunately, and the father died in, in recent years and stuff like that, it, it, it's fine and all that, but it's just, it's not really interesting, and that, that might sound harsh from my point of view, but. There's so much more interesting stuff you can do in the Raw's women's division, and yeah, and I think something there. you mentioned as well is a younger one. You know, like Ruby at Riot, and and obviously the rest of the the Riot squad they're younger. And, and I think this is a thing now. You've really got to invest in some of these younger performers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw in the um, Gauntlet match, didn't we? That Sasha. I mean, oh. Sasha was beaten by Natalia, who's had two matches I think she had if I remember correctly it, it, it makes her look very <laughs> shit um, Ember Moon didn't look particularly strong Bailey did alright but she was never going to win from number one spot it, it's just it, I know it's only going to be a raw title match and it'll probably end in a no contest or something like that but it's um, you could have done something a bit better to bridge that gap between the Royal Rumble where Ronda's probably going to have a bigger moment with the two SmackDown lasses. Um, uh, it's just all very meh at the minute on, on the Raw women's division, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, what about Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre then? I, I thought this was uh, a pretty good match. Um, and Finn Balor coming out on top as well. Mm, I, I quite enjoyed this. I mean... Obviously, it, it's kind of continued the story. As I mentioned, now it's going to turn... It looks like it's going to turn into a triple... I think it is a match on Raw, actually. There's going to be a triple threat um, with Ziggler involved. And it's. I think it's just a shame there's no title involved, if I'm honest, Andy. I think this could have been a proper mid-card classic three-way feud. And if maybe if there's hefty uh, higher... Um, ambitions for, for this. But, I mean, it, I think it's got... I think it's finally made... Um, it's it's kind of kept Ziggler relevant, which has been a struggle in the past. Once he's gone off a big feud, and it it's kind of rescued Finn a bit, and I think it might help Drew a bit as well, showing a bit more vulnerability. Of I think it, his first loss was to Ziggler on Raw um, the other day when Finn got involved, and now he's lost a couple in a row. And as we saw on Raw, it, it's kind of made his character even more un- unhinged. And I think it I think it's going re- really well. I think obviously it's cr- I think it's a Christmas uh, Christmas Eve episode, so they probably made it a bit more special. But this would this would have been I could have seen this at WrestleMania for one of the in- for Intercontinental Title, and it would have been a great match, I reckon. Um, but let, it'd be interesting to see how long this goes on for. Um, because it's really interesting. And yeah, the match itself I, I was very good. I, I can't wait for um, you know a Christmas jumper match or um, oh, some God. kind of a food fight, a turkey fight on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, God. I'm sure they'll do something stupid like that. They'll all have to dress up in Santa costumes mm, or something. Miracle on 34th Street. Street matches always, street fights always the one. Yeah, miracle on 34th Street match fight, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ comes up with these ideas fired you're fired <laughs> i don't think vince can fire himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway like let's let's keep this moving along then Rey mysterio defeated randy orton and um yeah i didn't even know this was on the pay-per-view card and yeah um nah. I, I'm, I think i might have snoozed halfway through this uh, I think this is the match I fell asleep on, if I remember yeah. correctly. I was it watching was... it during the daytime. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be tired <laughs> to fall asleep during these. Um, yeah, the, my thing with this is, you know, that this was fine ten years ago. Um, even then. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, both both were at the peak, well, around the peak. Both were a lot more relevant, a lot more interesting. Um, had the crowd connected to them a lot more. Now it's, yeah, just not. 
really not doing it for me. And I just don't think, you know, I think obviously there is a place for for the veterans on the card, and the idea being, you know, helping to progress the younger talent. And that doesn't necessarily mean you lose them every time, but you know, you you help them in some way. But putting older guys with older guys, it's it's I don't know. It, for me, it's I, I understand the links to it in terms of this Randy Orton character, the way that he's trying to humiliate opponents, uh, you know, taking their identity and all this malarkey. I'm not sure how many other people he can do this kind of uh, stick with, but I just got no interest at all in seeing them now. I, I really haven't. And, and the crowd were, they weren't, they really weren't into it. Yeah, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there, Andy. I think you can use both of them so much better. Um, Rey Mysterio, VC and Almas, I think we've seen that on telly a bit, and it was very good. It, there's definitely a feud there. It might be stereotypical and a bit crap, but the matches would be very good, and it could put over C and Almas quite well. And that's Randy... A, that's, sorry, that's interrupt, but that's the thing, isn't it? You say, yeah, it can be perceived as stereotypical, you know, two Latin American stars, in, you know, and it's... But it's there's the story there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And and it is, and it's adding that legitimacy to, mm-hmm. in terms of that casual audience to Andrade C and Almas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that's where, it, you know, it, it doesn't mean that Ray has to take take the pinfalls and whatnot every time, but it, there's something, there's a real value there to be added. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you use Randy Orton, we mentioned Mustafa Ali earlier, didn't we? If you want to introduce him, I know I mean you're introducing him with Daniel Bryan, which is quite huge. But if they wanted to build Mustafa Ali into something a bit more relevant, or even any of the other cruiserweights, um, Cedric Alexander's probably be a good one because he's actually he actually did have a connection with the uh, fans, especially in the actual cruiserweight classic. If you if you want to start introducing cruiserweights to TV, I mean Randy Orton's probably the perfect person to do it. Let's be honest, he's he when when he can when he wants to be and when he is he's he's a great worker and he's one of the best heels in the company and you can instantly get a cruiserweight or someone new I mean it could be someone from NXT if if they want to do all this re, the rebranding and revamping of both shows it it's so you can just you you can use both these veterans as you said so much better and we've obviously give Ray one there I really didn't I really wouldn't want to see like Rusev versus Randy again because that's probably been that's been abysmal in the past. But um, there must be there must be a young face on SmackDown who who could benefit from a feud with Randy Orton much better than I'm gonna presume a late forties Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, I think he's actually early forties, but he's had a lot of injuries, serious injuries, mm. knee injuries, and whatnot. He's had other issues and whatnot, which we'll go go into. Uh, Randy Orton's late thirties. But Randy Orton's pretty much winding down his career and he's yeah. kept himself in pretty good shape and everything. Yeah, and like you said, he is he is an excellent worker and certainly when his mind's on it. And and I think you might have hit upon something there is the whole thing of introducing cruiserweights onto SmackDown. That could be it. You know, that's a Randy Orton. You know, he's, he's not impressed with these guys. And that's... You could easily hit hit amongst two or three and what a what a way to get them over to the audience, you know that, mm. or, or even just one of them. Then is they get a win over him, like you said, Cedric Alexander. Him getting a win over Andy Orton, that would be huge. Yeah, you know, to yeah, a casual absolutely. audience, that would be huge. Thing is, I mean, he, it could almost be bit, probably a bigger shock because obviously Mustafa Ali won in a tag team match but if someone got a one, one-on-one one win versus Randy Orton even if he did nick it somehow that's huge and that could that could develop into a really good rivalry and then propel someone hugely I'm not sure I'll keep using the Mustafa Ali I'm not sure where this will go I'm not sure if you'll get a, a WWE title match because we've already seen the single match and he got battered um, it's uh, it, it's just I, I think the NXT talent can't come quick enough on SmackDown. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Because uh, whether it's injuries or just a small roster, it's, it's uh, it, it needs some new, it needs some younger blood on there, especially in the face category. 
Yeah, uh, baby faces WWE have had a real issue with how they book baby faces and and working them well, connecting them to the crowd, keeping them with the crowd, and everything in between. My my concern would be, it seems like it's a bit of a rush move. A lot of these call ups, a couple we expect them anyway, but there's a few others kind of rushed along. My my real concern is there's no plan mapped out for them. You know, not just how mm. they come in and how you see them for the first week, two, maybe three weeks, but what they do over the next three to six to nine to 12 months. You know, do, do they have a path, a rough idea of where uh-huh. they would like to go with them, what they want to do with them? Because it feels like they're just going to be thrown in. Hey, there we are. And a few weeks later, yeah, forgot about them. Move on. Who's next? The whole, just like sanity coming on to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they've got a plan for um, Lars Sullivan because obviously he's been having his vignettes and stuff for a, a, probably a month or so now. EC3 is probably easy enough to book because, I mean, mid card. As long as, as long as he's a heel. Yeah. That's I mean, my thing with EC3. <clears throat> I, w- I was intrigued to see what it would be like. I know we're slightly going off on a tangent here. Oh, it's fine. I was, in- <laughs> I w- I was intrigued to see what it would be like because I'd heard all about him from TNA. Uh, got to see him. Um, obviously, he's in good shape. Um, he uses what is probably the GDP of a small nation in tanning, um, <laughs> in spray tans. Um, and in terms of as a heel, he's a good talker. As a babyface, it doesn't sit naturally at all. It's like Bobby Roode territory. Mm-hmm. As a babyface, it's awkward. As a heel, it's perfectly natural. He's a jerk. He's well off, puts it in your face. He's arrogant. The arrogant prick routine absolutely, absolutely suits him to a T. does that well. When he gets in the ring, I was pretty disappointed. I thought he was very clunky, very quite basic. I wasn't impressed at all in terms of his in-ring work. And in, in NXT, that really kind of shows up with the, the kind of work that they're doing there. On the main yeah. roster it might not be quite such an issue. So I think as long as he's got the right storyline introduction and they're going to push him as a heel, he would be okay. If they're going to try and go with a baby face, cause that's something you mentioned, isn't it? They don't have enough baby faces. I think it could be, um, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, if he comes, if he goes into SmackDown as a baby face, Oh, Bob, I mean, you mentioned him, Bobby Roode 2.0. They could probably make a good tag team, to be honest, if they went back to the original gimmicks. <laughs> that would probably be quite interesting, actually. Um, but no, uh, I, I can't remember the other cut. Lars Heel, um, Lacey Evans Heel. The tag team... I mean, they're not very good on NXT. <laughs> so why would... Oh, they're, they're just filler, aren't they? Yeah, but Raw the filler. They're they're a babyface tag team. They're just two big lads who'll probably help get AOP over. If <laughs> anything, I mean that's what they are. They'll just be two big lads who'll get bigger lads over. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they need a bit more call ups. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Champer or Gargano or something like that, or even Alistair Black, but there must be there must be someone. Who's a decent, uh, decent face who's not really doing much? And uh, for me, the 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 biggest thing though is getting the creative right because you can have all the new faces that you want. If you don't have the right creative, if you're not booking people properly, it's not going to matter. We're still going to see in the same TV. We're just going to have different people disappointing as week on week with awful promos and and terrible spots. And SmackDown has yeah. been better than Raw, certainly in yeah, recent yeah, yeah. months, without a shadow of a doubt that that's not a difficult. Um, but without the right creative, it it doesn't matter who you put in there. There's very very few people who are who are connecting, who are doing well, who people get behind, who people enjoy watching. Very very few. You could probably count them on one hand, and and that really needs to be addressed because. You look at like Becky Lynch, and it's pretty much she's done it herself almost. The way that she's really invigorated a character, a lot of it through social media. So, yeah, I think the important thing is what goes on behind the scenes. That that is the real thing that's got to have the big shake up. Uh, more than more than the faces, 
that you know whoever whoever is what mm. th- that's performing the role it, it's it's got to be the right role everything's got to be be right and in place for them to to at least, at least give them the best opportunity yeah absolutely and that, hopefully well i imagine not much is going to change but hopefully they can continue the good form as it's probably the best couple episodes of Raw and Smackdown we've seen in a while. Hopefully it's a long-term fix and something does actually change. I seriously doubt it. But, um, yeah, let, let's just see how it goes. I mean, Smackdown, it, it, as you said, it's been better than Raw for a long while now. And if that can continue into the Fox deal, they'll probably demand more on-screen talent and stuff like that. So it'll, it, I think it'll be interesting, especially on Smackdown's how how stuff develops. Um, but um, I think they're going to need more more faces, regardless, just than Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back, back to uh, TLC. We were, we were talking about that a little Tangent. while ago. Yeah, we do go off on these little tangents, but, you know, they're, they're all linked into it somehow. Uh, Ronda Rousey defeating Nia Jax, who, of course, had Tamina by her side. Um <sighs> this wasn't good but it wasn't like really bad it was just there that's how I took it it was probably Naya's best match there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, that doesn't mean it was good. I thought it was actually all right. I mean, it was probably... Well, I can't keep saying. I can't keep saying every time Ronda's in the ring, it's a best match. But I think it. I think it was. Be- it was obviously much better than the first mess they put together. Um, I mean, it had Tamina out out there, and it wasn't horrendous. I mean, you can't ask much more. I think it just did its job. It was never going to be the women's match of the night. Let's be honest. Um, no, God, no. It, it was probably better than the tables match, and I think it was good. I think it made Ronda look vulnerable again, which I think was obviously the problem when she was tired. Um, and yeah, it's just good stuff. And now we can hopefully bury this chapter because I don't really want to see Naya v. Ronda again. I mean, no, it's, it's, I just don't really want to see Naya. Yeah, as harsh as that is, it does. you're probably right <laughs> there. Um, yeah, no offence, but she, she, just, she just needs more work. She Pretty she much. should not have been called up from NXT when she was. She needed more work, and and again that's not her fault. Like so many of it's not their fault. They just get called up. But yeah, it's yeah it's not great. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't. It it'll be forgotten pretty quickly. But it was. Just, it just did what it was meant to. Yeah, I, I've got to say as well is you know her matches can be passable. The okay. Ring work, a ring ring work is is got better and it's okay. <clears throat> the real thing for me is 
how she delivers promos uh, and the facial expressions. Oh God! Uh, it just doesn't. There's so much smiling, and you know, for a big monster, mm. and then she talks in this really high pitched kind of voice. It just doesn't. I I don't know. For me, she there really needs to be some kind of work on the delivery and matching her facial expressions to things because there's no kind of relation to it. The, there's there's no believability that that she's really angry or anything else because she just kind of looks the same no matter what promo she's delivering. So. She needs to go learn off Vicky Guerrero for a bit. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh god. If, yeah. If this was about three, if five years ago, Vicky Guerrero would probably be Naya's manager right now. <laughs> mm. Oh. We could have um, from that, Leo we? Rush versus Vicky Guerrero. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, they could have them in a rap battle or something like that, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because we, we haven't had a rap battle in a couple of weeks. Move anyway, <laughs> yes, we're moving swiftly on. Right, Daniel Bryan um, successfully defending the WWE Championship against AJ Styles. The outcome we pretty much expected. However, I think this was their best match today. I really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. I think it was AJ's best title match in a long while, um, if I'm honest. Um, pretty much spot on. Um Beautiful chain wrestling, very technical, very great. Couple nice spots, got very physical at times. I think it was just perfect, and I think we said this for a long while. AJ very much suits chasing it rather than holding the title, especially after a very long time. And I think we've seen that even in this short spell. It it's just it's so much more interesting now, and I I'm quite liking the new Daniel Bryan character. It, it, it's it's just. It's just interesting. I think he's put doing it perfectly. Um, I, it's fun. I, it's certainly fun and entertaining, isn't mm, it? Mm, and it, he's delivering it for a bloke who was the most popular guy in the company. I mean, he was usurping Cena and stuff at times. He he's he's doing brilliant for a bloke who probably who used to be have the charisma of a potato, but when he first came through, <laughs> um, it, it, I, it I think it's just brilliant and. It, but I've, I've really, got to say, I, really I, I do like think it. it's only a matter of time before the crowd will start cheering him again, though. I, I think it is kind of relatively short-lived how how much they can get of him I, being a heel. I think it all depends who he feuds with, because I think with AJ, mm. people obviously like AJ, but if they put him... I don't know, it'd be interesting to see if they do do a feud with Mustafa Ali and see if he can get over, but say if they put him against... Oh god, that t- this is how bad the, <laughs> the SmackDown roster. Yeah. But say well, if they could, put him with could... a face, Randy Orton, it turned that way. But I mean, yeah. that's not going to happen. For example, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's, it's kind of funny as well, though, that Daniel Bryan, the, this eco warrior, is telling people about their consumption and the damage they're doing to the planet, and <laughs> and we've got to boo him. <laughs> it's kind of funny, <laughs> you know. He's saying all these things that are actually right. Yeah, but and the, we should the, boo him. The wood in America—that's the thing. I don't believe in it. <laughs> I might be too cynical when I kind of um, wonder if, with Vince and his connection and his political oh, persuasions God, and his connections to um, to Donald Trump, whether there's just a, a tinge of uh, that in there somewhere. Oh you God, know? I hope not. I bloody <laughs> hope not. Uh... <clears throat> I, I might be overthinking it. <laughs> Uh God. Let's not go there, Andy. But uh, <laughs> let's yeah. not get into yeah. all best, that now. Let's I think it's the be- I think it's fair to say the best WWE title match in a while. I mean we've gone through a lot of shit. Um Joe should have won it. Um Nakamura should have probably won it. Um, yeah, we've had some. We we have yeah. The, some of the feuds have been slightly disappointed, and, and maybe in in turn, at times maybe should have taken a, bit, a different turn. Yeah. But the, the matches, matches themselves. I'd probably say it's the opposite. I think the feuds have been good where the matches have been disappointing. Yeah, so I, thought, see, I, I think, yeah, some of the matches have not have been disappointing, yeah. But I think they've kind of, it's almost like they've got better and then we've ended up with a really good match. Like, mm. eventually, we, we got a really good match between AJ and Nakamura. I thought we had a couple of really good matches with, uh, with Joe and AJ and... 
yeah, I think these, that's the thing with this is that they've got better. And I just, I've got to say it again, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that match. So it was so, so good. You know, two of the, the, the elite, two of the very best, just having a blast out there, you know, yeah. their, their style, their styles, no pun intended, uh, just beautifully aligned with each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think a, an important factor in this, it's finally announced that Daniel Bryan can still go as well, because he's obviously had those crap matches with The Miz, and now that he's in there with an elite worker, it shows that Daniel Bryan, he may not be at his 100% best that he was when he um, was WWE champion and stuff before his injury, but he's definitely still one of the the best workers in the company going yeah. up this match, and um, that's, that's great to see for me. Absolutely, yeah. Good to see that that's it. That That's his best match since he returned. So good to see he absolutely can go in the way that we became so accustomed to. Right, two matches left. Dean Ambrose winning the Intercontinental Championship from Seth Rollins. Um, right. This match, for me, I, I thought it was good for a period. And then it kind of just like really lost its way. And mm. really, like, really lost its way to the point where the crowd were crapping all over it, and mm. it looked it looked as though that really kind of bothered Seth Rollins. He looked kind of a bit shaken, and then they had a good little flurry near the end, uh, an interesting finish to it as well. Um, so, do you you just think it was just meh? Uh, I think you've you've explained it better than I have, Andy. I mean, it had. That middle spell was probably very good where it was um, all very physical on the outside of the ring and it kind of got in, but it just, it kind of breathed, I think it was poorly paced, especially towards the end. I, the ending was a bit weird, um, where he was, uh, well, it looked like Seth was trying to do the, the stomp for ages and, I mean, one dirty deeds and it beat him, I mean... I think we've seen Seth Rollins kick out of about a million moves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think it was in. I think it would have been better if it not went out first, but went out in a different spot in the card because it went out before the TLC Triple Threat match, and everyone yeah. was looking I, no, forward to actually, that. Actually, I, I think you're probably right with the first time there. They send it out first. It's a mm. big match, you know. Yeah. For me, you can't be on last. Be on first. That, I know that's a big thing, in it? and it gets the crowd going, and maybe the crowd would have been more pumped and stayed with it better, because hmm. this, I mean, this event was nearly four hours. Especially if it went on after the Mixed Match Challenge. <laughs> I'm, no, imagine going from that to that. I mean, you go from the Mixed Match Challenge, which was horrendous, to the Intercontinental title match. It, is it it would please the fans? I don't know what I'm. I don't know why I'm doing arm signals. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it, I, yeah, I think it was just poorly placed. I mean, it could have been better. Into I think it will be better in the future. I mean, I think it's fair to say we've both kind of gone off Dean Ambrose, Andy. Oh, I went off Dean Ambrose a long time ago. Yeah, I don't think he still can't helped. throw a punch. Yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think this match has really helped. If I'm honest, no. Uh, I honestly I just don't believe like that's the it now. Yeah, well, I honestly believe that's it now. Dean Ambrose for me is no more than a mid carder. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins needs to get away from him pretty damn quick. Mm. And it's you know what? It's good that he's, the title's gone across. Maybe they can have one more match and move on. Find a way to move them on because this Dean Ambrose character is awful. It's like uh, he's gone from being a he, he, he was <clears throat> the whole lunatic thing of the in the shield worked when they were in the shield. Then it was working for a period before he turned into this goofball, and then he's gone from that to come back to the crappiest heel promos in you know thirty five years. It's. Mm. Just bloody awful. It just he comes across as a guy who's got no passion. 
And, and that's I know yeah. that won't be the case, and that that feels harsh saying it, but it comes kind of across as as a guy who's kind of arrogant, like who care? I'll just do this, you know. I'm just doing it. I'm just turning up and doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not obviously saying he doesn't care is very speculative, Andy, but I think there is fair enough evidence that other people care more. I mean. If we compare him to the two best heels in recent times in, in Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, they, they, they've they probably been given worse... I mean, Kevin Owens especially has been given worse scripts. Um, I mean, he had a feud with Bobby Lashley, for God's sake. <laughs> um, and he, he's, made, he's made bad scripts okay. He's made them fine. And when we've seen Kevin Owens get... A spotlight. I mean, the end of the festival of friendship. That 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 spotlight promo that I'm sure many people remember. It, it, he 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 was on fire. That that's his best period of the company. Samoa Joe. I mean, his goddamn that AJ Styles feud. Just well before the he, he was subbed in as a as, for the Saudi thing, which I imagine we'll mention in the next podcast, Andy. <laughs> um, uh, these two can. These two can upgrade and rise above a crap script, whereas Dean Ambrose he gets consumed by a crap script and he becomes a crap character, and he can't he can't rise above it. And um, that for me is just a person who probably going through the motions. Because I mean, when the Shield first came about, I thought Dean Ambrose would 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 be the best one um, myself because he he could talk. He he was obviously get, he was obviously trusted with the singles title because he got the US title. And well, looking back, that might be because they wanted Seth Rollins to because Seth Rollins is probably the best worker. They wanted to help him with Roman because he was probably the worst at the time. <laughs> but at the time, I thought Dean Ambrose was the, was going to be the best, and I think it, it, he's. I don't think he's improved from that day. Um, I think he's got worse, if anything, and he seems to. He, I think going through the motions is probably the best way to do it. And now his character's awful. I mean, they've pretty much got a, every stereotype heel forever mixed it in a bag. Give a bloke who should be one of the best heels in the company and said, "You're going to do all these promos where it's about cheap heat, pretty much calling every town you're in a shithole." I mean, it 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 it's going to go very stale very quickly, and for me, it's already gone stale. And they really, I mean, you could probably have more success doing character surgery with Bray Wyatt than Daniel than uh, Dean Ambrose, because I imagine Bray Wyatt probably cares a bit more. Mm. Uh, that's the I'm sure Dean Ambrose does care. It's just his performances uh, come across as being, Lead. yeah, <clears throat> mm. just kind of. To just turn up, get the checks, go home, kind of thing, and yeah, it <clears throat> it needs it needs a, it, I think it needs a lot of thought. And, it'll be and, it'll be very much sink or swim after the Seth Rollins feud, because this yeah this this obviously has a natural story, and mm-hmm. you can kind of forgive the shit character, but beyond that, it say if he goes on a feud, say if he goes on a feud with Finn Balor, that could sink very quickly. Yeah, it's that. That's it. I, I I do wonder whether he'll be questioning his future or whether they'll be questioning his, in his future this time next year. Mm. So um, let's let's wait and see. Anyway, final match on the card, and I've got to say this one pipped Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for match of the night. Asuka coming out on top against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Guy, I I thought this was just excellent. And I predicted the right winner. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, it was bloody fantastic. It had everything. Match itself was brilliant. Story development was brilliant. Um... I mean, Becky, I'm not sure if you follow her on Twitter or you've had a chance to look at Twitter. I mean, Becky Lynch on Twitter is must be one of the best followers in, in all of entertainment, never, never mind wrestling. It's just brilliant. I mean, she's, she's destroyed Ronda Rousey and Charlotte so many times. It's just great. Um, and I've, it, I, I, just, I just really, really enjoyed it. I mean, that the table spot was sickening. Because obviously the table didn't break straight away. I'm surprised Charlotte's not got broken ribs. Because <laughs> that looked horrendous. Um, 
and I think I think it's given a new it'll give a new lease of life to to Asuka and hopefully post WrestleMania they can add a bit more talent to for Asuka to pretty much play with pretty much. Uh, mm, well, this one there's one for you. Wonder whether or not quite where Lacey Evans will go. Um, if if she does rock up on SmackDown as a heel, Nikki Cross, you know, well. yeah. Uh, well, Nikki Cross, yeah, whether or not they go with her as heel or babyface, but there, there's two people to work with. Lacey Evans is very good. She's a great athlete. She's she she's got it. She's just got it. Yeah. And and I, and I do think as long as they don't book her awfully, she's got you know really really good potential. So much potential in her. Um, but. I could also see you turning up on Raw, but I think it might be the smarter move is to put on SmackDown and you have maybe some of these new people working with yeah. Asuka. Uh, because I, I'm guessing that the whole thing really is is Becky and Charlotte are going to be going back and forth between each other, building towards them two and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think we know what the main event of WrestleMania is going to be anyway, Andy. <laughs> um, I, I think you called it a few months ago that... Whether it fortunately or unfortunately, whatever your opinion on it is, uh, is I imagine it's going to be a triple threat for the Raw Women's Title uh, between them three. Um, yeah, I it, also predicted. Um, I also predicted double wins of the Royal Rumble. All right, Becky and Charlotte, didn't I? So mm, that'd be interesting. And I, I think, <clears throat> I think that looks quite likely. To be quite honest, mm. and it will be interesting because that is that is a hellishly difficult uh, one to pull off. Um, it yeah. was Bret Hart and Lex Luger that mm. first did it, and they they were smart with the cameras as well. But they they pulled that off. Then there was John Cena and Batista, and and props to those two guys. They landed together uh, just. Impeccable timing to you know to do that with all them cameras at every angle to yeah, yeah. you know because you've only got one go at it, so it's going to be a really difficult thing to pull off if they do go for mm. it. But I fancy they will because we haven't seen it in a long time. It's an interesting finish, and it's a and it's just such an easy way to set up that uh, that that main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, it'd be certainly something new and different. And um, well, I mean, another way you could do it is pot- potentially have one of the underused Raw women win it, and then swap over to SmackDown, and then you can obviously build it a different way. So, say if Sasha won, and then you get Sasha and Viasca for the SmackDown one, um, and then obviously the natural story there for for the triple threat match but i mean i I, i'd quite like yours to be honest i think that'd give a real nice moment then it'd just be a shame the smackdown women's one it it wouldn't have the talent pool to be anywhere near matching that but um i did that that that, i think that's you could probably fix that easy enough um well we could the other thing is from tv is um we could very easily see faces on different shows here we can mm. see people sw- uh, switching shows and there is that way that they could they could just basically uh, take charlotte and becky over onto raw and maybe bailey and sasha mm-hmm. or sasha and split bailey and sasha one of them too maybe maybe sasha banks goes across over to smackdown We've not seen, uh, we've not seen Asuka versus Sasha, have we? So that'd be quite good. No, it, well, that's the thing, yeah. And then you get, you you can do something new with with Sasha because she's she's got a massive, she's got a bigger presence on uh, on social media than Charlotte and Becky. So you know, the, there's a lot to there's a lot to be done there. So yeah, the, there's potential, and that's the thing with we're shaking up TV, move some people around. And we might also get that other one that I that my other shout, and that's switching over AJ Styles and uh, and Finn Balor. Mm. Well, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen the rumors on on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. It might be might be the actual PWI <laughs> um, uh, that SmackDown is going to be a bit more realistic, and they want to kind of make it a, a combat 
entertainment thing with on it with it on Fox. Um, so maybe they want to put a couple more of the serious, hard hitting guys on SmackDown, and um, yeah, I mean. Maybe that's where you get your technicians and stuff. And obviously, Daniel Bryan suits that. Um, but mm. I'm sure you, I'm sure you can move on your Randy Orton's and Rey Mysterio's and stuff like that, and bring over your Drew McIntyre's and stuff like that. If they if if they really want SmackDown to be the bigger show, but I imagine Vince won't allow that. I imagine he'll want <laughs> more money for Ross down the line. Um, yeah. Just just imagine that Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins or Daniel Bryan versus Finn Balor over the the WWE title. Mm. You know, I I think there's there's huge potential in them. But um, yeah. anyway, back onto that that match itself. Then uh, they, they you know for they put them out last. I thought that was a big statement. You know, they they got over twenty minutes. They they got really physical. They did some big spots. It was just, it it was this this delivered on on so many levels. I thought it was excellent. And what did you make of the whole thing with Ronda Rousey coming out as well? Do you, do you think that was that that was well booked and and well judged? Yeah, I mean, it. I was when obviously they did the Naya jacked behind. Uh, thing with Becky after her match I was concerned <laughs> so I thought she may have got involved in the match but no um yeah I think I think it was done brilliantly uh Ronda it, as we said it's just building towards Wrestlemania and I think they've they've done it perfectly it's keeping obviously they're on separate shows so it's hard to do but I mean if if all the if all the shows are cross brand it, it, it's like you kind of look forward to how it develops every month <laughs> um and yeah i think it was done perfectly if i'm honest both on the both on the t- ladder pushed off bang on perfect for Asuka to take advantage of and it's something to really look forward to i mean it, it kind of maybe lost in the shuffle with all the Vince stuff. Um, and obviously Asuka had a women's title match against Naomi, uh, which kind of lost it there. Yeah, glad they've got that one out of the way. Yeah, I mean, thinking Naomi's probably the best of the rest, which isn't great for SmackDown. Um, but hopefully that means there's going to be... I imagine they might do another triple threat match at the Royal... Well, it's weird. How, I mean, how could you... Yeah, I don't think they will now, yeah. I think yeah, we, I think they've got a to work around that, haven't they? Yeah. <clears throat> so... They might do it yeah. a Christmas episode next week, isn't it? So they might put it on there. Yeah, I think there, I think it is scheduled for that, so... It's... it's again... It's... It, for me, it, what, a, what a great way to end a pay-per-view, though, that it was, you mm. know, a big moment, excellent match... Uh, and giving these three the the showcase that they deserved. So overall, then, because because we are out of time for this episode. Overall, what would <laughs> we know? We we said mixed bag, but uh, do you think the highs outweighed the lows? Oh yeah, I mean, if we got it, let's. I'm trying to measure up my foot. I'd say, uh, I'd say, I'd say a decent thumbs up. I'd, I'd, one of the one of the better ones of the year I can remember. I mean, I, I put this right. I never want to see mixed match talents ever again. But outside of that, I think there was plenty of stuff that was a bit meh. But, I mean, none of it ruined the show. I mean, the Baron Corbin stuff was horrendous, I should add. But, I mean, your matches, your, your Ray v. Randy, they were all right matches. They just weren't that interesting character-wise. But the match itself was actually all right. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it was a, a fairly good thumbs up. I'd probably give it a 8 out of 10. Seven out of ten. Ooh, quite generous. <clears throat> I, I was, yeah, I, I probably won't go quite that far. Maybe a six out of ten because there was two excellent matches on there, and there was a couple of other good matches. But yeah, maybe six and a half if I'm generous. <clears throat> but if you've ever seen me, yeah, if you've ever seen me yeah, with my football ratings, I I don't <laughs> hand out nines and tens willy nilly. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> Yeah, call me the Grinch. I don't care. Merry Christmas, you bastard. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Offer me a mince pie and I'll shove it in your face. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it for for this episode of the Pro Wrestling Index. Uh, this has been our look back at uh, 
TLC, Tables, Ladders, Chairs, the, the last pay-per-view of 2018, Guy, but not the end of us for 2018. Oh, no, we've got uh, the 2018 review coming up, haven't we, Andy? Uh, I'm not, I imagine I'll, I will release that New Year's-ish, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's going to be fun, I imagine. Saudi Arabia is going to get a focus on that one, Andy, <laughs> for the good and the yes, bad. Yes, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be <laughs> mentioned amongst our favourite pay-per-views of the year. But yes, um, th- that is, of course, this is the end of, of this episode, but um, not the end of us for this year. Yeah, we are going to be doing a best of, worst of 2018 uh, for all things w- under the WWE umbrella. So that does include some of the NXT stuff as well. So yeah, we're going to have a look back, our favourite um, and our least favourite uh, performers, matches, whatever. Uh, and that's that's going to be coming up for you uh quite shortly or, or probably about a week or so after this so uh, please do check that out please uh look out for that one but anyway until until then from me and from guy it's a big thank you to each and every one of you for for listening in and we wish you all the very best for christmas and for the new year even though we will get to, to new year in the next uh, episode but anyway, that's it for episode 112 of the Pro Wrestling Index. Uh, I've been Andy Wales, joined as ever by Guy Drinkle. We wish you all Merry Christmas, and it's bye-bye now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.